At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Girl Powerful Podcast. We're two sisters on a mission to entertain and educate by learning from women who live a purpose-driven life. Be sure to subscribe and rate our podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Girl Powerful Podcast. Today, we have Christine Campbell with us. She is the Director of Product Development for the newly launched plant-powered personal care brand, Summary. Christine is passionate about creating beautiful products that make people feel good. We are so excited to have you here. Thank you, Christine. Yeah, thank you, ladies, so much for having me. Love chatting with you both. Yeah, I just, I think that I like the word feel good, right? And like, that's kind of like what Girl Powerful is all about is emotions and feeling good and filling your toolbox with all the things that you can pick up along the way or learn the hard way. But feeling good and leaning into that is really important. And I love that you guys have a brand about it. Yeah, definitely. I love that too, right? Isn't that like, all of our goals and desires is to really just feel good and and feel confident in our own skin. Um, I think you nailed it. And um, summary is uh, just a newly launched brand that we worked on. And there, the line has um, three plant-based clean um, active products in it. We have a natural deodorant. We have a, clarifying body mist and we have a muscle gel um and really the the brand started off by us discovering um this extract in this flower extract called butterfly pea flower and we started to um play around with it with our laboratory and and sort of play and and see what that flower does and we tested it to see what sort of properties it had And as our chemists played around with it and we thought about different types of products we could use it in, we developed a prototype, a deodorant prototype. And it ended up being this gorgeous color purple, which is the the natural color of butterfly pea flower extract. So all of a sudden we had this purple deodorant on our hands and we're like, 
we don't know like what this means, but we love it. Um, so we sort of, just, I'm already like, calm just hearing about it. Yeah, butterflies. <laughs> I'm like, I can kind of smell it through the screen. We oh. smell it right here. Yeah. We have my hands. We have it. It's yeah. I didn't know that though. I mean, I knew you guys said it was plant-based and natural, but I guess I didn't get far enough along in my train of thought to wonder why the color is the way why, it is. Yeah. Why is purple? Um, I love that it's not bleached or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Completely natural colorants. And a lot of times when you have colorants from the world, the natural world, Mm-hmm. Um, they won't necessarily be stable in beauty formulas. Um, they could turn color or they could fade. And we found our lab, their beautiful chemists there just found a way to sort of stabilize the color within the form of the deodorant. So that purple stick sort of like lives on. And we just thought that was so special because then we added in the natural fragrance of lemon and ginger and and then we added in some other beautiful active ingredients like bamboo and white willow bark um and it just became this like beautiful formula that was so pretty to look at fun to use smelled really good um and was also really effective so we're sort of like nailing all of the sen- the senses. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really became more of a ritual than a having to swipe on your deodorant every day because we were like, well, you know, we wanted to make sure we developed a product that could be used by everybody, men, women, young, old, doesn't matter. Um, and a product that you use every day or most of us use every day. Um, and so it just felt really special to turn like kind of an ordinary product into a more of a me moment and a more of an enjoyable moment, you know, during the day or in the morning. Um, and knowing yeah. that you're putting something good on your skin to absorb. Is yeah. Because yeah. I, once I learned that most deodorants had aluminum in it, I honestly stopped wearing deodorant because then I started like learning about your lymph nodes are in your armpits and you know your skin is your number one organ that absorbs everything so it's so important to put natural products on your body yep absolutely you're right too and with your underarms I think with um traditional antiperspirants what really turned me off too was the fact that a lot of them contain aluminum which actually like plug your sweat glands and which is why they prevent you from sweating or getting um, body odor but it just seems counterintuitive right because your body needs to breathe and it needs to sweat and it needs to get all of those toxins out that's just how we're wired and it's and it's a beautiful process that we should embrace um it's definitely you know, we don't want to smell and we don't want to be have moisture under there because that's kind of uncomfortable and yucky. Um, but the fact that you can kind of combat that with the power of plant ec- extracts and actives uh, versus putting, you know, chemicals or aluminums under your armpit, which really we shouldn't be plugging anything, um, yeah. any part of our body because we really just need to let it let it do its thing. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would. I talked to you last week, and I had just gotten off a flight, and I used some Ray-Ban deodorant. And even in the stress sweats of like flying and walking around LAX and trying to get an Uber, and all the way from like six a.m. till four, I hadn't showered, and I did not stink. <laughs> I didn't. Stink. <laughs> and like I, oh, we like I, to hear. Yeah, I was. I was <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I just like. Yeah, I think I also told you in our pre-conversation, like, I don't really wear deodorant if I don't have to, just because I don't. Yep. But if it's, like, a date or something, like a meeting, and, you know, you definitely don't want to come in with, like, a little stink about you. No. I, yeah. Yeah, I, I use it in those moments. So it's nice to know now that I can get rid of my clinical secret or whatever. <laughs> and stop killing myself. I know. It's amazing how... <laughs> the deodorant has come such a long way. Um, you know, I definitely remember my first deodorant was sure. I'm probably dating myself. Um, (laughs) and then I, and then I went to secret and then it's just, they've just gotten so much better and cleaner and more effective. And, um, so we're happy to be able to, you know, give people that, that moment in a clean deodorant. Yes, you've worked in the beauty industry for over 15 years, mm-hmm. which is amazing. So what I would love to know more about like the side of like your work ethic, your hustle, your creative side and how you create a long lasting career. Yeah, I, um, I found myself in the beauty industry when I was in my mid 20s. Um, I really just ended up finding myself at the right place at the right time, um, which I think timing and, and seizing those opportunities is probably half, half of life's battle. Mm-hmm. Um, so I realized that I wanted to work for a brand that had um, a consumer product, like something tangible. Um, and I did so many different jobs before that. I was like, at a financial investment firm. I worked at a fitness studio. I worked at a hotel. Like I was really just like going through the motions of post high school, post college and trying to figure out what, what I wanted to do. Because I think when you do step out into the real world, you're really young and you, and you're, and you're not sure yet. Um, so I ended up getting a job with fresh skincare when um, I was 26. And I just went in at the ground level um, as a product development assistant. And I learned all about the world of how you develop a beauty product um, and what goes into it and all the different steps. And didn't really know I wanted to be in the beauty industry, but fell in love with the brand fell in love with the process of developing something, um, had really great mentors and bosses that I learned from um, and felt really passionate about the brand itself um, and the products and the quality of the products. So I was with Fresh for 11 years. So I really went from an assistant um, all the way up to director of innovation, product innovation. Um, I worked in Boston and then I worked with them in New York City and they taught me everything um, I know now. And I really just enjoyed 
the journey, not that it's always easy. Um, I think once I got into that role, I, I was learning things about chemistry. I was learning things about raw material and ingredients, learning things about packaging and testing and stability in this whole world that you don't, you know, they don't teach you. There's not a class about it at school. So you, you end up, once you do get into the world of working, you find that there are so many different avenues you can take. And I couldn't believe that there was an actual career path or job that entails developing products and developing products that make people feel good and look good and feel comfortable in their own skin and things like that. So I really ended up enjoying it and then had some really great mentors and bosses. And I think, you know, there's definitely bumps in the road. I think when you're, you know, when I was junior in the role, I was in my junior roles for, you know, two or three years at a time and taking it slow and acting like a sponge and really um, absorbing everything of what to do and what not to do, which is equally important. I think, you know, we learn from our mistakes even much as much as we learn from our successes. And, you know, I remember my boss at one point, I thought I was ready for the next step. I don't even know what title it was. I was like a project manager and I wanted to be a senior manager. And I thought I was ready and I was confident. And, you know, I came to the table, guns blazing, like thinking I was going to go to the next level. And I had a really hard conversation with my boss. And, you know, she just said, you know, you're, you're just, you're not ready. And we're not going to move you up until you're ready because we want you to be successful. And you need to have a really strong foundation of everything that you're doing now so you can succeed in the next level. And, you know, I, when I heard that, I just, everything went kind of negative. I thought I wasn't doing a good job. Um, it's definitely not what I wanted to hear. I was sort of sad and hurt and then angry and then to this day, I was telling Teddy last week, it was one of the best things that was done for me in my career at that time, because I wasn't ready. And I had put in an extra year or two at the level I was. And then by the time I did get to the next level, I was so much more knowledgeable, so much more wiser. And so I had this like place of strength. I was coming from in that position versus getting there too early and being a little rocky. And it takes a long time to understand that. And sometimes it just takes time and growth and all of that. Well, so it's would... funny. It's funny how just like everything in our world right now is so fast. And so we all believe that our career should be as well. So it's refreshing to hear you say like things take time and sometimes it's not the moment for you. And yeah, that happened to you, but it also happened for you and you didn't have to get, you know, derailed or quit. I think a lot of people, if they don't get what they want, would probably walk away. Like, I know, like Sonia and I, like, that's our personality. <laughs> We'd be like, wait, yeah. what did you just say? Oh, we quit. <laughs> I know. And believe me, I definitely had that gut reaction. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where you kind of, you come to certain aspects of your life and your career or relationships wherever, is where you have that gut reaction. And then you just have to always sleep on it, 
right? Don't act off of that gut reaction because you may, you need to process it, Mm -hmm. process all of it, process the pros and cons. And, you know, if then in your belief system, you, you know, do want to go with that first reaction, at least you've given it time, but almost nine times out of 10, you're going to take it in another direction because you've processed the emotion out of the gut reaction. Um, And I had to do that. And it was really hard. But it was really ended up being the correct path and the correct decision. And I really think about that a lot. Because I think it's as when you're young, it's really hard to hear that. And, you know, my boss was very tough, but very fair. And I think you need to just, when you're young, take that, you know, you're going to have tough moments and you're going to have challenges and you're going to have constructive criticism. It's not going to be easy and you can't shoot your way to the corner office. Like it, it, you you just gotta enjoy the ride. Right. And how you react is everything. And I think that too comes with age and time and wisdom and experience, but being able to be like, okay, take a step back and be like, I need to actually listen to what they're saying because your boss was being a mentor to you saying you're not ready, you're going to burn out or you're going to like hate the job or you're going to, you know, well, she probably noticed how successful she probably noticed how you reacted as well. So like when down the line when the time was right she trusted you because you weren't just going to be a really highly emotional employee yeah yep. <laughs> <laughs> right but I mean there are so yeah, emotional exactly or, or, or very volatile yeah because you know? like, um, yeah. I actually it's funny I I think I actually am a sensitive and emotional person and I don't think I really like to admit that per se but it's okay to be that way. And I think being in a professional atmosphere, um, it's okay to be that way, but then you kind of learn how to steer those emotions, I yeah. guess, right? You're allowed to feel them. It doesn't mean you, you know, can't be human, but I think that sometimes in the workplace, no one allows any kind of reaction, you know, and like, there's only one spot, essentially, when people are getting a raise or, you know, up leveling into a different department. It's kind of like sports. It's like, there's only 12 spots on the team. Yeah, Everyone doesn't get to do it this time. Yeah. So like, along the way, after that conversation, did you like, you know, dig into like, what you were learning like on site or did you do your own research or go back to school? Like how did you get ready for the next opportunity? Yeah. And you know what I realized too, because then I sort of mapped out a plan with my boss after that. Cause she knew she was like, she knew I wanted to get to the next level. She wanted to get me to the next level. So it was like, okay, this is what we got to do. This is what we're going to map out to get you to the next level. And it was interesting because what she had mapped out were all the things that I did not like to do. I was not good at them. It was the analytical piece. It was the math piece. It was crunching those numbers and looking at the project analytically. I didn't like that. I was, I don't like that. either. (laughs) And I wasn't, and I didn't think I was good at it because I didn't like it. And I, didn't know how to do it. I honestly didn't know how to do it. I had 
been doing other things in my role really well, the things that I enjoy, mm-hmm. obviously, because what we enjoy is what we're going to excel at. But there was another piece of the role that I was ignoring because I didn't like it. <laughs> and she was like, this is what you need to learn to get to the next level because that's just what it is. And so when she mapped it out and then I started to learn it, I was scared because I didn't know how to do it. And then, you know, it took me like a few months to a year to get acclimated. And then once I would knew it, I actually surprised myself because I actually kind of liked it. Mm. Um, Once I learned it, I felt really accomplished because I learned something I didn't know and something I was scared of. And I even surprised myself because I even actually enjoyed it because it made the process of developing the project and looking at the product way more as a 360 complete vision um, versus just being like, I'm just going to look at the texture and the fragrance and this and the packaging. And, you know, and not taking into account, well, how much does it cost? What are the minimums? Where are we going to distribute? So it ended up making my role so much more satisfying and just broadening my horizons. Um, and just, I was able to grow, you know, and it just, everything made more sense. So it's, that was also a huge lesson for me too, is like, Don't be scared of shying away from something you don't know. Give yourself the opportunity to learn it. And if you don't like it, it's okay. Move on. If you do learn it and you need it in your role, then you're going to feel really good about it. Um, It doesn't mean you need to be doing that all the time, but um, just learn things you don't know. That's great advice. It's like taking a step back and it's like, why do I not enjoy doing this? Maybe sometimes it's because you don't know how to do it. Yeah, I think so. And then you can enjoy the whole process. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's human nature. Yeah, I think a lot of people shy away from being a beginner because it's just so scary and uncomfortable, but. And takes time. It takes time. And yeah us all act like we have no time but that's definitely like a limiting belief to be like I don't have time for that when it could really help you pivot in your career or your relationships or all those things like you could Mm -hmm. if you just take a step back like it's true you actually want and then you were lucky enough to have a coach and a mentor along the way to to show you the map yeah but sometimes you have to develop that yourself yeah. So like, be honest with yourself too. And be like, yeah, I am good at X, Y, and Z, but A, B, and C, I, you know, I got to focus on that for a minute. Exactly. Yeah. Cause we're not, none of us are perfect and we're not going to go into the workforce or any career knowing everything like a superstar. And I think it shows a lot of courage and a lot of ambition when you say, I'm not too sure about that. Like, can we review this? Can we go over this again? Like, it is so okay to ask questions. It's, you know, completely fine to ask your manager or peers for help. Um, I, I know that is. I was in a real estate meeting the other day and I'm, you know, only a year into real estate and my team was having a meeting and the boss, the broker just kept saying like, does everyone know what that means? And every, everything I had to be like, no, I don't. And I yeah. didn't like that. It made me uncomfortable in a room of like, you know, 35 and older people, but I was like, 
I don't know. So I can't lie. And I, this is my time to learn like from the right people, you know? Yeah. I had to like check my ego at the door and no one like snickered or giggled. And like, I took that pressure off myself to just be like, actually, can you go? And probably half the people in the room were so thankful that you asked. (laughs) (laughs) They were probably saying the same thing. True. I love but that. it does, it is, it is hard to sometimes say, I, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. So after 15 years in the beauty industry, are you a veteran? <laughs> Can we call you a veteran? Are you a beauty vet? <gasps> beauty vet. <laughs> I just be- love- an old beauty hack. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're gorgeous and you're glowing. So it is so important to bring your beauty routine and your daily routine into your own self-care practice. So do you have three easy self-care tips for anybody listening about, you know, incorporating every day or doing step one? Yeah. 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 I mean, there's so many different things you can do um, in the world of beauty, whether it's taking a bubble bath or putting a mask on. Um, I think some of the some of the basic things that I like to do every day that are sort of like my one-on-ones um, are a bedtime routine. Like I need to make sure I have a good bedtime routine, not only for my skin, but just holistically so I can fall asleep quickly and, you know, not have my mind race. Um, but my, my number one skincare rule before going to bed is, always wash your face um, before bed because it's amazing between the pollution and the free radicals and you know our makeup and our sweating and all of that stuff that we face every single day um, it 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 gets stuck on your skin it, you know it gets stuck on your face and it clogs your pores and it can really damage your skin barrier Um, So I try to make sure that like once I am getting ready for bed that I really make a ritual out of, okay, I'm going to like find yourself a beautiful cleanser that works for your skin. If you find a cleanser that you fall in love with, um, it makes washing your face that much more enjoyable. Um, So thoroughly just, you know, cleanse. Um, your skin and your pores at night, and then make sure that you are hydrating, hydrating, hydrating. Afterwards, um, our skin regenerates and recovers at night, um, just like our entire body does. Um, And keeping your skin healthiest is just keeping it moisturized. So just making sure you put on a cream or a serum or an oil that you really love that's like good for your skin. I love to use products that have a little bit of an essential oil um, because it gives you that like aromatherapy moment as well. So I have that. And then I just also have a rule of like not to end the, don't have the last thing you do before you fall asleep is be any sort of screen time. Um, Whether that's, you know, phone or laptop or even TV, even though it's so hard because I've been kind of binge watching Downton Abbey at night. I'm <laughs> such a nerd, but I love it. Um, but I force myself to read a couple books, uh, pages of my book. 
um, to just like get that screen out of your eyeballs before you fall asleep. So I, that's, I've been doing that. And it then, really does help. It really it does. does. Yeah. It does. It kind of just takes you out of the grind of life for a couple moments and into like a good book or a good magazine or whatever it may be. Um, and I, I think that it helps. I think it helps your eyeballs adjust and kind of takes your brain away. Um, and then I also, another really easy self-care thing is to incorporate like candles or incense into your daily rituals. A lot of people are working from home or studying from home. I always light a candle or an incense when I'm working and I love to listen. I recently like fell in love with jazz music. So I like play jazz and I light a candle and it's like, <laughs> if you set the environment yeah. to be right, it's so much love- more enjoyable. That's so pretty find vibey, out- Christine. You're vibey <laughs> over there. You're like, oh, <laughs> <Jazz> I, <laughs> I know. And like, that can be anything for you. That can be like your favorite tea, but I'm all about like, like you said earlier, like feeling good, feeling good, whether it's like lighting a candle or taking a bath, just little things and they don't have to be extravagant. That that leads us to our last question that we ask every guest and it's what makes you feel the most alive? I love that. I will have to say moving and sweating. I think anytime I'm like deep in like a hot flow yoga or dancing or running or biking, I think the the action of like sweating and moving and moving your body, I think that definitely makes me feel the most alive. It does. I mean, that's us in our like natural element, you know, and like feeling all the senses like you mentioned and like the sweat on your skin, the endorphins, the serotonin, all those good chemicals are released and you get that, you know, that hit that we all. That high. Yeah. Yeah, it truly, I know. And I think I love that it takes you out of your mind. You know, if you're moving, if you're more in like your body, like to your point, you're feeling yourself sweat, Mm -hmm. um, that kind of stuff. And you're sort of, you get out of your, your head, Um, and there's nothing like the feeling of endorphins. No, there's not. So what can we, um, expect to see from summary in the next, in 2022? Anything new? Any new products? Yes. Yes. So we're coming out with, um, so we've been really focused on the body, um, with our first three products and we're going into skincare. Oh, that's going to feel good. I'm going to spray myself as a celebration. (laughs) Celebrate that. Reset. Oh, it fine. Uh, yeah. yeah, so we're excited. We're going to do a antioxidant serum. We're also going to do a daily SPF, which is just like a beautiful texture, really lightweight, great for every single day. Good. Um, yeah, and we're going to, we're also doing an anti-shave stick too for any runners out there that, you know, use that type of product. So no more yeah, we're excited. <laughs> Did you hear what Sonia just said? What'd she say? Said no more bloody nipples. <laughs> oh I just see the pictures from all the men running the marathons yeah. and their shirts are all bloody and like 
That Ouchie, hurt. mama. I know. They need, yeah, that it doesn't matter. Tom. Thank you. Thank you so much. We'll leave you on the bloody nipples. And, you know, oh, my gosh. Okay. No bloody nipples. <laughs> Nobody. You guys are great. Thank you. Thank you, Christine. Bye. Talk later. Bye. 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 Thanks to our guest. For more information on her, see the show notes. Please hit subscribe if you have not already. That way, a new episode is delivered directly to your feed every week.